good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Start. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the home episode, because, uh, yeah, we're still doing them from home, because can't get everybody in the studio, and not everybody's listening here right now. So uh, I'll be your host, Ethan Smith. Uh, up in the in my left screen, up top today, is Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? The boys are back, baby, getting the basics done this year. I can see you guys are feeling it. I'm feeling it, too. Let's go. <laughs> all right, back there on the uh, bottom square, getting the studio all set up, recording, on his favorite laptop, Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Man, I mean, Cobb just brought up back to basics, and so I can't figure out if, like, I'm, I'm either crushing it or blowing it right here. Because tonight when I went to get ready for the podcast, I always plug my microphone into a mixer. And now that mixer won't turn on, which the mixer is like a very basic component of recording. But even without it, I'm still recording on the computer mic. So this feels like it's back even further to basics. Caveman days. <laughs> well, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I want to remind people like, so yesterday, Monday was, is considered Blue Monday, like the most depressed day of the year. Mainly because people like the holidays are over. Like it's dark outside. A lot of people have already given up on the resolutions. But I would also remind people, like, it's still only January 19th. Like, some people are giving up on a resolution. Some people, like, a lot of you, like, you haven't even started one. No worries. It's, it's January 19th. Like, you have plenty of time to get, get this stuff underway. Dude, yeah. And I, I would follow that with, with the advice that I read. in the, the guy who wrote Dilbert, what's that guy? Scott Adams? pretty okay book, but great advice. He said, goals are for losers. He was like, it's all about having a system, put yourself on a system. And honestly, consistency wins the day, man. I, you could not have told that to 23 year old me, probably even 29 year old me wouldn't have listened, but consistency is the move, man. It is, but I, I, I am definitely a goal oriented person. I, mean, I like to have something to look forward to. Well, so his point with that was, um, I'm with you. I've always had goals in my life, but what he was saying is if you have a singular goal, then 99% of the time when you're working on that, you haven't achieved the goal. So you're in like, you're, you're failing. Like every day is like a failure until, Oh, I got the goal. Now I'm a champion or I have a gold record or whatever it was. But he said, if you have a system, then with your system, you can win every day and it still pulls you towards your goal. So if your system is, you know, I'm going to work out three days a week. Every time you work out, that's a victory versus a goal. You're like, oh, I want to have six pack abs. You go to the gym, crank it out. And you're like, oh, I don't have a six pack. Next time you go to the gym, boom, I don't have a six pack. Next time you go to the gym, boom, I don't have a six pack. So his whole thing was basically like setting it up. So you feel like you're winning will help you kind of pull towards what your ultimate aim was rather than always being in lack. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason that resonated with me. Yeah, I mean, I think probably we're not too far off from talking about the same thing, right? Like, obviously, you don't want, you know, because some people, 
I, I mean, Matt can attest to this, but especially when, you know, just for me, when you talk about weight loss, like you read a lot of people that are like, Hey, you can lose the weight. It's not going to change your mind. Like just that's what I'm talking about. Certain goal weight. But also like when I say I like goals, like, I don't think it's that crazy to say, all right, in three months, I want to drop eight pounds. And then, you know, I would still take the victories of staying consistent there. So that's what I'm saying. I think we're basically talking about yep. the same kind of, kind of idea, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's back to basics is, right? I mean, we got to get out of the blocks. Right? <laughs> Dude, I totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> we we want to run the, win the race, but until we get out of the blocks, the, the rest of the race is pointless. Yeah. And obviously it could be argued too, like, well, like going to the gym every day is a goal, you know? So it's like, it's pretty arbitrary where you draw the line. I'm totally with you. Yeah. And I've talked about this before, but I saw a whole Ted talk on don't tell other people your goals. Dude. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. The psychological community is split 50, 50. Mm -hmm. All right. And it sounds like for some, Oh, Matt's nodding. Matt, you want to take this one? No, no. Keep going. Oh, so it sounds like for a large, for some percentage of the population, not telling your goals or not telling other people your goals keeps you motivated to achieve them. Because when you tell people your goals, you receive the same dopamine hit as if you had already accomplished them. You're like, Hey, I'm going to go run a marathon. And then you get, and they're like, wow, you're going to run a marathon. That's so cool. You must be in such good shape. You get the dopamine hit and then you don't follow through because you already got the reward. The other half says that by telling people your goals, you are uh, subjecting yourself to what's called the consistency bias. And the consistency bias is that people, uh, people follow through on who they think they are. And if you're telling someone that you are something, you don't want everyone to think you're a liar. So then you're making basically a public contract that you're going to do that. And you don't want to look like you went back on your word. And for one group of people, one works really well and the other works terrible and the other group, the opposite. So you got to find out which one you are. <laughs> I like that they're split 50, 50. Cause I, I, I don't know. I think I prefer to kind of like set a goal, but keep it to myself, you know, as opposed to always making these statements, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Yep. I mean, that's, I don't know. I think sometimes too, that's the tough part about goals or, accomplishing some of these things is like, do you want to accomplish it? Or are you just doing this because I don't know, somebody told you, you got to quit smoking. Like, do you want to quit smoking? You know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I'm in the same camp, except that I have a big mouth. So I feel like I'm like good for like three or four days. And then I'm like, all right, I got to tell somebody. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I think too, yeah. you're, you're a really disciplined person. Sorry. I think it depends on the goals too, right? Like when I was working with Matt, we never set like a, like, Hey, we got to do this, right? It was just like, let's just stay consistent and keep working the program. I would say over, I love this by the way. When people have weight loss goals, like more power to them. Um, but like probably over 50% of my clients now, like we've never discussed the goal weight and they, you know, find out they lost weight along the way. One guy the other day, he actually listens, was like, yeah, I went to the doctor and turns out I lost 25 pounds. Like we nice. never checked the scale once. So that's pretty awesome to find that out, man. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Nutrition Made Fun course launches on February 1st. I have a goal that like 10 to 15 the podcast listeners want to sign up and hit me up on 
you know, Instagram at the other MLK would probably be the easiest way or at nutrition made fun. They're both on my phone, but, uh, eight weeks, tons of fun, all this sort of stuff we're talking about as far as like the process, right? Like, but the goals are fine, but it's definitely going to be living up to the name and be a lot of fun. And all these strategies that have helped Ted and a bunch of other people just condensed down into eight weeks. And I say a lot of words that I can't say on the podcast. Dude, since you're pimping it real quick, what's like the one sentence? What is it? I don't know what news. Uh, it's fun the is. most profane pro fun weight loss course on the internet. Okay. So like I take the course and it's like, uh, I like what go through uh, some videos that okay. change. Yeah. I mean, you'll learn simple, consistent, uh, uh, habits that you can simple, effective habits that you can stay consistent with, um, for the long haul. It. It's built for life. It's eight weeks that are going to serve you for the rest of your life. Uh, you will lose weight along the way, but like these strategies, I just talked to a client that I haven't worked with on nutrition for over a year. She lost like 25 pounds in that year. She's lost 25 more since Damn. we stopped working together because it just keeps working. So it's for people that are like not looking for a super quick fix, but like eight weeks is pretty quick. You'll get a bunch of stuff, but it'll last for years. And I just put a lot of effort into making it fun and entertaining and like just narrowing down the stuff that's worked the best for Ted and all the other people that I've, you know, helped lose a bunch of weight and have a good time in the process. Yeah. And I'm man of fish. I would say part of it too is just you, you're just going to learn some different things. Like even for me, right? Like obviously the holidays, you know, did a little overeating with my birthday and stuff. But like, I don't have, it wasn't hard in January to be like, we got to cut out this. We got to cut out. It wasn't any of that. It's like, all right, we got to add back in the fruits and the vegetables. We got to add back in cooking at home, right? As opposed to just being like, well, now nah, I can never have pizza again till April. Like, no, nah, well. We'll have some pizza. Yeah, yeah, and just enjoy the pizza. I mean, how many times, Ted, where it was like, man, I ate this, I ate that. I'm like, did, did you enjoy it? Like, that's, yeah. that's what it's about. It's not about avoiding red light foods. It's like make them count. Enjoy them. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. February 1st, it launches. I'll have more details and web presence developing between now and then, but want to get it out and uh, – yeah, I would love to to help people that uh, listen in every week. Like, I, I know you're out there, and uh, I have a few clients that have found me through this podcast, and we have a lot of fun. So this will be more of the same. Yeah, I feel like I uh, crossed a good line this weekend. I was like, all right, I see everybody doing this. I'm going to do a whole thing of sheet pan vegetables, right? Ooh. So I read the instructions. Uh, I don't need a ton of squash, but I bought a bunch of squash. Anyhow, long story short, meal prep didn't go so hot because I was like, God damn, this squash is great. And basically, like, I was like, all right, so now, now we've eaten most of the squash. But I was like, look at me, 40 years old, making these sheet pan vegetables like I've read about on BuzzFeed and every other thing for five years. Dude, Ted, we're the same person. I just had butternut squash for the first time in my life yesterday. How good is that? <laughs> Dude, it was bomb. I, I think um, my girlfriend put like a little butter and some salt on there. And ooh, squash up, man. is in full effect, boys. Yeah, that is uh, citrus week down here. Okay. <laughs> what do you guys know about spaghetti squash? I don't know nothing. Is nothing? that when you like cook it and then like use a fork to make it like uh, like spaghetti? 
Yeah, as you take it out, like it, it's kind of stringy by nature. And like, so yeah, you cook it. And then as you scoop it out with the fork, like they're just these little uh, like strings of squash that look like little spaghetti noodles. They taste awesome. And, you know, obviously a lot healthier than actual spaghetti noodles. Not saying avoid those, but like maybe try some spaghetti squash. It's delicious. And, you know, those healthy swaps, you know, Sometimes they're worth it. Other times they're not. But most people that have tried spaghetti squash are like, that stuff's awesome. Doesn't mean you have to avoid regular spaghetti because that's also delicious. But check it out next time. Boys, can I ask you something? Yeah. I I love the conversation we're having. But what happened to us? We used to talk about snorting drugs off women's genitals and Matt going on dates with T-girls. And now (laughs) we're talking about spaghetti squash. Back to soft. I know like, I, we're getting old boys. God damn. We did get old. Even this weekend. Like I had Monday off, right? And Sunday night I was sitting here on zoom with a couple, couple people. And I was like, I don't have to work tomorrow. And like, we had some beers, but I was like, I don't know. I like, it's like, don't I have an obligation to get wasted. So I don't have to work tomorrow. And I was like, ah, it's not worth it. I gotta hit the that's the birds. <laughs> Dude, that's, I was at in bed at eight 30 last night. Like, what does that say about me? It's not good. I'll tell you that. I think also, honestly, like, number one, the Seahawks are done. So I've noticed, like, when you watch football and it's not your team involved, it's not nearly as intense. And then number two is, like, I think it's just naturally that part of the year. Like, the fall's fun. You had a blast at Christmas and everything, and everybody's kind of like, I don't know, it's January. Like, it's cold out. It's not, you know, there's still stuff to do, but it's like, I don't know. Like, let's wait till the spring when it's nice to do stuff. (laughs) Yep, it's time to draw back the bowstring is what I've been saying around the house. <laughs> oh, wow, I like that. Was that powerful? I don't know if yeah. that was going to come across really nerdy. I was like, <laughs> I was on the fence out saying it. Yeah, <laughs> true though. Yeah, well, and I feel like this time of year, just natural for people, like you either start prepping for the spring or you just say, ah, the hell with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I was just saying, I, my second note on here was like, it's prep time for summer, which is crazy because it's January, but I'm like, you gotta start thinking about it now. <laughs> Dude, we've been prepping so long. I thought you were going to say, on your, yeah, I thought you were going to say on your little sheet, it had like get six pack by beach week. <laughs> <laughs> that's beach early week. June. <laughs> Ted, I don't care when it is. Okay. We need something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm oh, afraid man. to ask this because i think i know what your answers are going to be but like what is your guys thoughts on this summer do you think we're are we opening back up is there going to be festivals is there going to be concerts or is it going to be like last summer matt man that's a tough one to predict um you know Oh, what do I want or what do I think? I Unfortunately, I think there are different things, um, you know, and I just don't see uh, – yeah, I don't know that this summer is going to be, like, popping off like a normal summer. It might be a little bit better than last summer in some regards. Um, I think it would be cool to be able to have a little bit larger gatherings that are mostly outdoors and stuff, and, like, that might be feasible. Um but I mean, I think for everything to get back to the way it was, 
you know, a lot's going to have to happen on the vaccine front. And even if like the, the systems were in place to get it to everybody, a lot of people don't want it. And I think that's going to be a bit of a monkey wrench that uh, is going to lead to it being longer for stuff to go back to the way I liked it. Matt, huh? that pen looks like a giant joint in your hand. I wish I it would was, say, man. <laughs> me too. I would say, uh, you know, Ted, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but you've always kind of been my Nostradamus. What do you think is going to happen? Where are we at come July? So... <laughs> I mean, masterful deflection. Uh, yeah, honestly, like I'm asking because I, to be honest with you, like I am not sure. Like I thought, I thought by spring we'd have stuff, but like I feel confident in saying by next fall, like most you'll you'll be able to go see sporting events and probably some smaller shows. But my big worry is is that like the big stuff this summer, festivals and whatnot, are all going to be canceled still. Right, I'll say this, boys. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Let's roll the clock back and look at what we were saying like a year ago or no, 10 months ago. We were like, oh man, this thing, it's not that serious. Whatever. It'll be gone in like a couple weeks. I know I said that. I thought it was gonna be like three weeks. Ah. Now, the only thing I can really hang my hat, you know, it's true. He said we oh. were saying, I was like, I don't think I said that. <laughs> what All right. All right. I, did not. I was. Look, dude, Juicy J is my enemy. Okay. Um, you had nothing to do with it. I get it. But as a podcast, we stand together. We're grouped elements, boys. I'm sorry. Um, live by the sword, die by the sword. No. Um, what I was going to say is, uh, the only thing I really have to hang my hat on now is starting tomorrow, 100 million doses in the first 100 days of the presidency. That's what he threw out. I know Microsoft's campuses get on board, letting people get vaccinated there. Many stadiums, uh, CVS, you know, Walgreens. So, I think they're going to push this thing pretty hard, man. Um, I think there's a, the political will to do it. There's the capital. Um, Matt, you're right. The uh, people not wanting to get vaccinated is a major monkey wrench. And I would say that, you know, some of those people's concerns are legitimate. Big Pharma has hurt a lot of people over the years. But, you know, vaccines work and um, they've been shown to work. The mRNA you know, it has a real a lot of strong potential for the future. I'm going to get vaccinated. I hope people listening do too, but I understand that people are hesitant. I definitely see that side. And I think, you know, there's some gray area with, in terms of the pharmaceutical companies, um, uh, legitimacy and truthfulness surrounding things in the past. However, I think ultimately good, always the bad with this one. And, uh, you know, hundred million vaccines that puts us at almost a third of the population that allows some things to open back up a little room to breathe. I think by August, Ted Smith sitting at a tailgate. I'll say it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had, I did not have the uh, COVID one, but I had a flu shot and a tetanus shot last week, a couple of vaccinations. Dude, lowest flu rates we've seen in like decades this year. Yeah, well, I think a huge part of makes that sense. is you, you can't have gatherings. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Well, that's like cold and flu season. A lot of people, I think, are always like, oh, it's colder out. That's why you're getting sick. It's like, no, it's because it's Thanksgiving and Christmas and Christmas parties, and you're spending more time in enclosed places with people, spaces with people. Yeah, because it's cold out. It's like, yeah, it's cold out. That means we're all inside huddled together getting each other sick. Not so much. It's cold out, and that's why we're sick. That makes right. sense. I never even thought about that, but 
in the last year, you start thinking about things a little differently as far as people getting sick. I mean, yeah, like I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like every time you go to like a, you know, if you have like a huge family family or a huge like work event, like there's somebody always sick at a Christmas party. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but yeah. in previous years, it was like, ah, oh, screw it. I'll just go. It's fine. Nobody will care. And it's like, oh, I, now I will say that's one nice thing about this pandemic. I like the fact we're getting a little more on board with like, if you have the flu, don't come to work. <laughs> that old way of thinking. I'm, I'm glad it's going out the window. Like, right. If you're sick, stay home. Yeah, seriously. And this is a classic example of correlation does not equal causation. Like just because two things happen at the same time, doesn't mean one affects the other. It happens to be cold outside, but that's not, you're not getting the flu because you're cold. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about like, <laughs> I get it. I, I, you can hear it in my voice. Like I'm tired of it too. I was talking to a couple of friends, uh, today, this morning, they're just like, I'm so sick of this. I was like, yeah, well, everybody is, you know? And I think, you know, I just try to be careful. Not sometimes when you're upset about something and there isn't a clear answer, you just start looking to blame, you know, anything, anybody. And it's like, right. Like we're all mentally fatigued from this. I mean, blame it's, God. It's been a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, here's a th- I, I don't know if people who listen are really religious or whatever, but have you noticed that like, I feel like, they're always like, it was God's plan when it's like a touchdown or something cool. But like with someone like this, like he's just mysteriously, like I'm not seeing a lot of credit <laughs> given to the man or woman. You know what I mean? Like he's just conspicuously absent. Like, oh, well, you know, it's God's will kill 400,000 people. I don't know, man. It just, it always seems like a weird juxtaposition to me. I weirdly saying that I actually do believe in God and I'm an agnostic theist, but you just, you know, you don't see. Yeah. I don't think he gets attribution on both sides of the coin that's all no and i mean look i went to a catholic high school we always prayed and stuff before the game right but like i don't think god's sitting up there and wondering you know like all right what about when boston college plays notre dame two famous catholic universities like is he up there like oh man i don't know who i'm gonna give it to this year ted i'll tell you right now this is somebody i have intimate knowledge of he's a bc guy (laughs) (laughs) touchdown jesus ain't doing anything for our boy Oh, we're going to take a quick break right now, and then we'll be back. <laughs> David Cobb, that's a good line. All right, we are back in action, and uh, maybe time to read a few emails. Cobb, you got some emails over there? Chia, boy. The 20 20- oh, so we were talking last week about um, <laughs> the Cobb topic was like, if 2020 was a cocktail, what would it be? And oh. I actually remember during the week, usually I leave all the emails till uh, – you know, till the, the, uh, podcast, but they come in on my phone. And so occasionally I'll just glance down and see one. And, uh, this one I saw, I get, got a good laugh. Yeah. You know, six days ago, the 2020 drink is clearly the bar's poor mat and, or a catch tray poured into a pint glass and microwaved. Cheers boys. August. <laughs> Dude, I will say that cop topic was good. I was using it all weekend on some zoom calls with people. I was like, all right, 2020 is a drink. What is it? Dude, the bar mat has got to be the best answer I've heard. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything, baby. And you got to warm it up in the microwave. Like, oh, God, I'm going to dry. I'm going to puke just thinking about that. Uh, if, 2020 is a, if 2020 was a drink, I'm pretty sure it would be a colonoscopy prep with a drop shot of Devil's Anus Carolina Reaper uh, meat ink. Uh, cheers, boys. The exterminator. Yeah, that's oh, Jesus. Tough. That stuff's terrible. He sent us the link to Satan's 
is this Satan's anus as a product? Is that Probably. a product? Yeah. <laughs> Boys, this podcast gets crazier every week for me. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, I mean, I am not a spicy person to begin with, but uh, my buddy Sean made some very spicy pickles. And then he was like, those are the spicy ones. And I was like, I hate spicy stuff. And then I got drunk and was like doing shots of the brine. And I mean, <laughs> my butthole in my, I mean, it felt like there was, there was a hole in my chest for like a day. I was just like, just like I got to stop eating spicy stuff. <laughs> yeah. It makes you want to wipe with a pint of ice cream. Oh. Um, <laughs> how hot does something have to be to name it Satan's anus? Like Jesus. Well, I look, Pick I don't want to stuck in a hole here with the peppers, but that's the thing. Like, that dude made that pepper, the Carolina Reaper. Like he's just down there, like messing around, trying to make things hotter than they should be. Like that thing never grew, and like habanero was always the hottest pepper for years. Then he's like, "Well, I'm gonna take that and mix it with this pepper and come up with this pepper." Oh, shit, I didn't know that he invented the Carolina Reaper. Yeah, it's only been around for like 15 years. Wow, dude, I love stuff like that. I mean, he's just doing what a bunch of people have been doing with weed for a while now that I really appreciate, but with peppers that I'm not as crazy about. Yeah, but like, I feel like that's like a household kind of name. Like, that's cool that he kind of just came up with his own thing. I don't know. It always makes me feel like you can really just like do a lot of stuff with your life. I, I, I just, you take things for granted, you know? Like, you're like, we have sweet tango apples. And I was like, that was just some dude over in Eastern Washington trying to make a cool apple. It's pretty wild out there. A lot of cool stuff. Yep. Shout out to Satan's anus. <laughs> to the For inspiring podcast. us all. <laughs> Jesus, boys. <laughs> These are just coming into my phone. You know? <laughs> like, you guys don't know what it's like out here, man. <laughs> you guys just hear him on the podcast, have a laugh, and go on with your lives, dude. But this is like infiltrating my psyche. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Oh, so I forgot to tell you, this is from Vegas, Jake. To the greatest podcast in all the land. All the Boys, land. I'm still out here. I think I sent in an email a few weeks ago that must have gotten lost in the shuffle of a particularly busy week for writing in. Or, in an equally likely scenario, I just forgot to hit send like a dumbass. <laughs> Things have changed since you last heard from me. Miami Jake is no more. I packed up the white Lambo and headed west. The only city fueled by as much cocaine as the 305, Las Vegas. That's right. We're back to basics out in the desert. No more excuses. No more distractions, except for modest sports betting and gummy habits. Let's make 2021 the year shit's going to happen again. Or the year shit happens again. Vegas Jake. How are you going from Miami to Vegas? Just like, good Lord, man. Is he just running strip clubs? Like, what is going on? That is a lifestyle. Like, dude, the two most, arguably like the two most like glitz, glittery party cities in the country. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I trust you, Jake, but back to basics. Like you're living in Vegas. <laughs> dude, here's the thing. I, I will say in defense of the desert, it is a weird way to like, you can get, it, yeah, Ted, you've experienced it. You can get like back in touch with nature out there in a weird way that you can't do in the city. I mean, uh, Andre Agassi's from did a bunch of his training out in Vegas, so I could see that. But damn, dude, yeah, that's like a lot of those boot camps. I feel like are like Camp Pendleton and stuff, like kind of in the desert. But f- with a side of Vegas, that's not too bad. 
Right. That's what I was going to say, right? Like if he was in another part of the desert, but I'm like, man, Vegas. Now, granted, I've never spent any time in Vegas outside of like three or four days. and been like, get me the hell out of this city. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, I remember you talking my ear off about the, uh, um, was it the, not the hard rock cafe, that place you stayed that was like off the strip for like a radio thing with the circle bar. That was the hard rock. It's something different now, but that circle bar was awesome. Dude, I know you love that thing. Yeah. One of the best bars I've ever been to in my life. Uh, if 2020 was a cocktail, it's a beautiful, refreshing looking whiskey sour with nice cherry on top. It looks promising, but then you drink it and here's where it goes wrong. It's been made with alcohol-free, smoky, peaty whiskey, sugar-free syrup, super sweet lime juice, and a cherry. Uh, and the cherry is a pepper. You then ask the bar person, does this not need egg whites in it? They shrug their shoulders and walk away coughing. Let's get 2021 done, boys, and hopefully we get that Guinness in Dublin soon. Also, Matt, there's alcohol-free Guinness if you want in. Best wishes in LARP on, Ron. Nice. Ron, Thanks, just, Ron. Cel- Ron just celebrated a uh, birthday last week as well. Oh, nice. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt, did you see Bud Heavy came out with a zero? Yeah, I've had it. I had it down here. It's all right. Um, yeah, I, I'd prefer PBR, NA, um, whatever they call that one. But that was the same when I drank, too. PBR over be- Bud Heavy all day. Um, I'm with and, you. yeah, so I've seen that. And I'm curious if the there it, Guinness alcohol-free is its own thing that hasn't made it w- its way to the States because we have Caliber with a K over here, which is made by Guinness. Yeah, some of that stuff takes a minute because my favorite Strongbow flavor, they don't sell it in the States. Right. And Heineken Zero, I had over in Amsterdam and it didn't come to the States for like a year. Yeah, that thing's popping up big time now. It's awesome. Yeah. Is uh, the term Bud Diesel still used? <laughs> I mean, I think I think it just depends on who says what. Like, I just got into Bud, like Bud Heavy was just the term... I started using years ago, but yeah, Bud Diesel's, I think still work. All right. right. Um, (laughs) Answering the hard hitting questions here, dude, I got to say relevant, man. So my buddy, Brett, you guys have met Brett, uh, the Halloween or at my, at my party or whatever. So he's from St. Louis. My favorite term from him that I stole is uh, drinking two by fours, 24 ounce can. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Dude. Yeah, I like that. Brett is an awesome dude. I mean, oh yeah, he makes every conversation better. He's just wildly fascinating and entertaining. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. I was listening to the beginning of your recent podcast, and as it has often, the term back to basics came up. In the beginning, I'd written off this idea because it hadn't really hit me what that meant to me. However, in recent weeks, I feel like I've been struggling with my life, schedule, and emotions in general. I seem to be a slow learner and not very introspective, so it took me some time to see how this applies to me. I have to thank you, because in conjunction with trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with me lately, I decided to essentially get back to basics and then build from there so I can see where my emotions have gone haywire. I've discovered that with winter and COVID, my schedule, like most people, got screwed. I couldn't work out outside, which I love doing, and I can't, I can't see the people that I love most since I work in the healthcare field and I'm high risk to get and spread COVID. Uh, So I have to thank you for keeping this theme of back to basics going so that I could get reminded each week that self-care is important to my overall well-being. It took me longer than most to figure out uh, what that means to me. 
but I want to thank you for your consistency so that I could start taking the steps of bettering myself. And hopefully I'll figure out why I'm struggling so much. So I have to say thank you to the gentlemen of the greatest podcast in all the land, all the land, all the land. sincerely, Jessica in Salt Lake. Oh, nice. That's a very nice email. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, look, we could sit here and talk about it, but trust me, it's not like, you know, we, the three of us talk about it all the time off of here too. Like it's hard. Like 2020 was a hard year, you know? Yeah. I mean, even just Saturday walk, you know, taking one of my urban hikes, I just hadn't like gotten it. Like it was just kind of like, it was just fun. I forgot like, oh yeah. Like you get to see something different and like, yeah, like for, for Jessica there, like you used to working out outside and like, besides the fitness level, you forget like after a while you're like, oh yeah, I kind of like this. Like I'm outside doing stuff. hundred <laughs> percent. All right, Cobb, does that do it for the emails there? Uh, we got one more 2020 drink and that's it. All right, let's hear it. What's up boys? My 2020 drink. I was originally thinking a long Island iced tea like Ted, but then throw in a cement mixer and some cough syrup with a bottle of ghost pepper, hot sauce tipped upside down, like the red bull in the trash can. And you have to drink it with a straw made from hay or paper. Both suck. So either one happy new year, the Zamboni driver, <laughs> man, I use the paper straws with those straws, right? You go, you can only use it for a drink and then you got to swap it out. Better drink fast, too. Right. Suck that down, man. Suck it down. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's check in with what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Check out with what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? check out with what's batman all right cool um yeah well the we already talked about the nutrition made fun course i've been putting a lot of effort into that getting ready for the launch on february 1st got the hosting figured out and where i'm gonna have it and it looks really cool and i'm i'm really stoked on that um and it's been yeah it's just been a lot of fun putting finishing touches on and like I've been writing and filming it for months. So like revisiting stuff and being like, damn, this is pretty awesome. Like when you're separated from something that you created a while ago, because when you're in it, it's just this like ah, overanalyzing every little detail and stuff. And then like came down to the desert, worked on my golf game, let it breathe, revisiting back to basics, ready for launch February 1st. And it's like, damn, there's some good stuff in here. Like, uh so yeah that's been a ton of fun um that's taken up yeah mo- most of my days when i'm not with clients when i'm one on zoom like this so um yeah other than that i have some big news all right golf but it's big um you know how much i love rory blackleroy Cobb, did you listen to rory blackleroy when i sent it to you yeah what'd you think Dude, fire. It's an obscure category. It kind of reminds me of nerdcore rap because it's a pretty narrow niche of people who are going to be into it. But yeah, good bars. Definitely. Right. So I'm a big fan of this guy, Rory Blackleroy, who raps about golf exclusively. This is the only thing. So while I was down here, I maxed out on my guest privileges at the country club that my dad's a member of. And it turns out they have this membership for like the kids that some guy was on the board and wanted his kids to be able to play. And so it's like super cheap for your kids to join in the last couple of years. They've 
rolled out this membership option, but it's like full membership. Like I can bring my own guests. So of course my dumb ass move one within an hour of my dad being like, congratulations, you're the newest member down here. Hit Rory Blackroy up in the Instagram DMs. Like, yo dude, you're looking at the newest member of desert horizons. If you're ever in Palm Springs, let me know. I'd love to, you know, host you out for a round. Like, I listen to you all the time on the driving range here, and I know those Spotify streams aren't paying for any greens fees, so come on out. I'll treat you in person. He took me up on it. He's Woo! in. Yeah. When's he coming out? Huh? When's he coming out? We haven't gotten out to all the logistics. I don't want him to, like, come all the way out here just for that, but it's like, dog, you're a golf rapper. Like, this is a golf paradise. You will find yourself here at some point. And you got an invite and an awesome course with some scoring opportunities, epic views, and, like, the par threes are kind of a bitch. They're really long, just to let you know. But, like, yeah. Uh, that's Dude, awesome. That's tight. Yeah. yeah. So, as you can imagine, in my dumb little world, like, that was the biggest news of the day, uh, imaginable. I'm, I've just been so hyped ever since. Dude, I love a moonshot, man, because they hit more than you think they would. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> what's he gonna do say no or ignore me like big deal so yeah uh we'll we'll see how how it plays out you know there's no timetable but that's big news in my world i'm very stoked <laughs> and i i just love that you you become a member you can bring a guest and that's the first person you hit up yeah, <laughs> yeah. did you hit up uh did you hit up roger as well i sure did all right also got an in yeah. Like, yeah. And I think, well, I just didn't say I figured as much, but like, yeah, I, I, we've talked about both, but like, you know, and I love what Roger Steele's doing, but like, yeah, when the amount that, I mean, I watch his Instagram all the time, but it's not as much as I listen to Rory Blackleroy. And like, I've messaged Roger, like, the greatest thing you've done for me is introduced me to Rory Blackleroy. I don't think you understand how much of an impact it's had on my life, but I appreciate it. And, <laughs> So I don't know. I just, I just been fired up about it these last few days. And uh, yeah, it was tough not to spill the beans on that earlier. <laughs> I like, want to tell anyone that'll listen, pick at the grocery store. Like, how's it going? Great. Glad you asked. There's this rapper. <laughs> That's tight. Are I you familiar that. with golf rap? <laughs> let me tell you a story. There's no line behind us. You got time, right? <laughs> Six feet away, but I want to tell you the story. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take another quick break there and then uh, we'll finish it up. All right, well, we're back and I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Obviously, the way I say Cobb topic, I stole from Hot Pockets from Jim Gaffigan. They just recalled a bunch of uh, peanut, peanut butter. Jesus. Pepperoni Hot Pockets. And I just feel like a lot of people in their early 20s are just crushed. <laughs> They recalled them? Yeah, they may they may contain plastic or glass. Whoa. Jesus, that's a hell of a recall. Little thousand. How many? What? Over they recalled over seven hundred thousand packages of it. Seven hundred thousand packages. Yeah. And the packages have two in them. Two, yeah. Wow. One point four mil. <laughs> wow. 
Oh my God. I just cannot even imagine like, you know, I'm sure they had some consumer complaint and can you imagine being the guy who has to make that call? I mean, 700,000 of them, you know, that's a big write down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I think we all went through that phase in your life where you like, I, I feel like when I first moved to Seattle, like I lived on hot pockets and of course, Hell yeah, pockets. bro. Lean pockets. Fuck right? lean pockets, dude. I'm a hot pocket guy. <laughs> Talk to me about some ham and cheese, little pepperoni. You never got down with the chicken broccoli one? Dude, I fuck with that energy. I'm just saying, like, dollar for dollar, I'm going hot pocket over lean pocket, man. Don't try to give me one of the most unhealthy foods and give me the healthy version of it. It's like people who eat healthy donuts. I'm just like, come on, man. Let's do this or not. Like, are we dancing? Are we not right. dancing? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like Ted, you were saying before we started this cast, like uh, what something was half stepping. Oh yeah, the lockdowns. It's like, are we locked down or are we not, man? No such thing as halfway crooks. No, man. Just let me know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, um, dude. I had a different cop topic, but uh, Jessica's email inspired me, and uh, I'm actually kind of curious because we were talking about it last week. Um, what our various strategies were and whatever. You know, obviously Matt's going caveman with no mixer tonight. The cop topic this week, I just want to hear what's going on with people's lives. How are you getting back to basics? Email us, email at thepodcast.com or hit us up on the Twitter machine. I could, you know, yeah, I feel like I mostly know your guys' answers. Just a quick, you know, quick little thing. What's, yeah, I mean, bring you back. Let's say last week, I went and got the physical and then the gyms are kind of opening back up. So I got, I got Osiris, got the boss back on Friday. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Just doing that. And then trying to, uh, I don't know, in the last year, like stuff's been so serious, whether it's pandemic or political or this and that I'm trying to also just trying to get back to like, just kind of enjoying work a little more, you know, like there's always, like, it's a fun job. There's always going to be stressors and this and that, but like, I don't know. Just like enjoying the four hours I'm on the air talking to people. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I mean, it's been kind of like, I don't know. Now I'm almost getting worried when the pandemic ends. Like, ah, it's going to be so weird having people back in the office. Like, it's kind of nice. It's just the four of us. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Dude, it's going to be. I used to have that place to myself. And then I'd go in during the day and like, so the lighting's different too, but it's wild when you get used to having that place completely alone. And then you walk in and it's just bustling on a Thursday afternoon. Like what? So it's, there's going to be a bit of a, a adjustment there. I would imagine. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, back to basics for me. Uh, you know, I've, yeah, like I was saying before, I've always kept my nutrition and fitness pretty basic. Um, and, you know, the uh, – well, I would say there's a lot on my business that I don't need to get back to basics because that would imply that I was, like, doing things the whole time. Like, I, I'm just trying to keep my business growth uh, basic and not try and be all, you know – unrealistic and, and crazy about it and just have a good time and like pay my taxes and keep my bookkeeping up so my accountants can handle it. Like once I, I hired them a couple months ago, I think I talked about that and that was big. Um, and you know, 
the yeah, I would say the the biggest thing on you know back to basics just in in general for me like like Ted was talking about like to me the most basic thing is kind of being present and in the moment and there's always joy to be found in it right and just when you're talking about work like I love all my clients I love what I do I wouldn't trade it for the world but I've been finding a lot more joy in it right and just like been freestyling a little bit it's not always what i had written down for the plan right we go off track either with exercises or with talking about stuff that's going to make a bigger difference in the other 166 plus hours in the week where i'm not with them right and so just really trusting myself on that level of like yeah they know you can write a good workout dude but like sometimes i can just tell there's something more to to touch on or to, to get into or a little detour to take and like being present and trusting myself are like very basic principles that help me accomplish that. Wow. I, yeah. All right. Tight. Uh, for me, I'm just, uh, I scheduled a dentist visit. And I'm doing my taxes this week. <laughs> Basics. <laughs> oh, Kyle, by the way, do you know what today is? I do not. So there's two things. Number one, it is Taryn's birthday. Happy birthday, Taryn. Happy birthday, Taryn. Shout out, Taryn. It's also National Popcorn Day. I think that was on Saturday, my friend. Ah, really? Well, okay, I'll say this. There, there's a little bit of controversy within the popcorn world. If, if you're curious, there are actually two, na- two official National Popcorn Days. One falls in January and the other is like May or June. Uh, but I know with my business partner, we decided we weren't celebrating this year, but he did mention something about Saturday. I didn't actually look it up. So you might be right. Maybe he was just thinking that Saturday is like the closest day that we were going to be open. Cause we're only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I don't know. You might be right. But uh, just, I'm just going with the hashtag I saw all day today. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed Fair pretty, enough. Seemed pretty cut and dry. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's like, I don't think we have anything coming up or not going to be around. So we'll be back next week. Uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Get back to basics. First step's the hardest step. It's also the easiest step. So just go ahead and take it. All right. For MCTV, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. Dude. Just mind somebody. Somebody's like, what? Whoa, shit, he's right.